I V M I V M Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we're going to deep dive into the gut. Now this is part two of understanding the gut microbiome. What are the bacteria that live in there? What is the entire environment that lives in there? If you haven't heard the first episode, please do make sure you listen to it because that will add context to what we're going to discuss today. Dr. Das, what are habits or things that we can do to improve our microbiome? Yeah. So uh, one habit all of us know, um, like... Uh, a lot of people eat uh, curd and yogurt in their meals. Uh, mm. And that is really, I mean, that's a probiotic. So we all know that's a very important aspect of your lifestyle that everybody should. So that is one thing. And uh, on a lighter note, like we have all of, uh, many of us have alcohol, right? Mm. So the hangover, if you call it, can the hangover, apart from all the other metabolic things going on, one aspect of the hangover is also dysbiosis of the gut microbiome. Oh, wow. Because with alcohol, you're killing the microbes okay. uh, inside you. And there's a lot of research to back this up. Uh, there's a lot of research to say that this ha actually happens. And there's a lot of research that uh, is going on to how to replenish it immediately. Because replenishing a killed microbiome um, immediately is not possible, as Ravi just pointed out. Ravi is a living example, a living system of changes, many, many changes. So uh, it takes weeks. It takes uh, weeks to a month to replenish those. So that's why people, after uh, uh, social drinking or even regular drinking people do, uh, they face a lot of gut issues and uh, one reason is that alcohol leads to gut dysbiosis. So it's even like a one night of drinking can cause this? It or can, is it, it uh, can, it can. It's a it, series. It, no, it can even. Hmm. Another thing... Uh, In fact, the, with the alcohol, I remember, you know, on some other podcast or some show, I remember someone talking about it, saying that you do realize that you take alcohol to disinfect your right. body before you, you know, <laughs> yeah. take an injection, right? That's what you're putting inside. So imagine <laughs> if it's killing the stuff on your skin, it's going to do what the same. What all it can do, yeah. When you, when you have it. And I'm saying this after having a hangover from yesterday. So like, <laughs> <laughs> And then the other thing uh, that is very important is uh, we all know that after uh, cancers, people go through uh, radiation therapy, chemotherapy. So on one side, we are treating the cancer by doing chemotherapy and radiotherapy. But you're giving so harsh uh, treatments like radiation and chemicals that it does lead to dysbiosis of the gut microbiome. And that's a very important aspect that we ourselves in our company, we are looking for, we are now talked to several oncologists in the country and we want to go deep dive. We want to deep dive into this aspect of how we can help these cancer patients. Mm. And uh, several of them, uh, if not all of them, complain of gut issues right after the start of chemotherapy or radiotherapy. Okay. And it is very important to help them because on one side, they are treating their cancer, which is already a painful thing. And uh, if we can help them um, in the gut, uh, uh, restoring the gut, not only will this help in their gut uh, restoration, but fascinating research is showing that even the dosage of chemotherapy could be different. As Ravi pointed out, for drugs, for something like this, for radiation and chemotherapy is also different if you have a different microbiome. So you first profile the... So micro you actually change the chemotherapy, chemotherapy protocol by the microbiome? Microbiome wow. signatures. Okay. So microbiome signatures are that important for uh, chemotherapy dosing because we don't know the exact mechanisms, but response is response. And there's a lot of research to back this up saying that uh, there are different responders to chemotherapy when they have different microbiomes. So these are two uh, scientific questions that we ourselves are very passionate about 
in our organization and we want to really go deep into this aspects and making sure that we understand this aspect of the microbiome and yeah fascinating yeah. so in fact uh, you know i didn't even hear about this word dysbiosis until some time ago mm. and it really made me think and then once you start thinking dysbiosis is literally something that moves away from a normal okay. right there's an established normal and you're out of that you're in dysbiosis So dysbiosis is not only gut bacteria; it can be dysbiosis of anything else. Many things, oh, but yeah. in the case that in he was referring to, it's gut, gut dysbiosis, Correct. and gut dysbiosis is linked to so many things, right? If you if you start thinking about, and the amount of places you can intervene through the gut, I think the examples that like Dr. Gautam gave, you can actually change people's lives and outcomes just by focusing on the gut. And if you understand it. and i'm not saying all therapies need to just focus on the gut but if you understand it you can tweak or modify other therapies that probably work much better and that was fascinating for me to learn are you guys uh, working also on gut and mood i have been personally working on it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah that's a very good area of research but finding uh, the right subjects as we call it in science enrolling subjects uh, depending we have to work with a psychiatrist or a psychologist who can understand what mood is what Correct. in the technical language yes. so yeah. uh, because that's a huge thing right we talk about how the gut bacteria yeah. has a difference in the it way does, that you does. feel you know different emotions and different emotions come up primarily yeah i can a, yeah. i can talk about it tell, a little tell, bit tell, tell, tell. <laughs> You know I think first thing I started noticing when I started changing my own gut is that my head started clearing mm. right and again you pointed out you don't know what it is like until you experience a different state and I started experiencing that state and I was like wow like all my thoughts were just flowing there was no like zigzag lines going from one place to another suddenly I'm like you know lost all of that just disappeared second thing that happened for me is my energy levels went to a new level and with the clarity of my head and the kind of energy that i had i literally felt like i was i don't know what to call it but i was like you know on steroids or something hmm. so it just completely changes the way that you feel absolutely absolutely and i in fact this didn't just happen overnight right this i kept making changes to improve it so i don't know i, I feel like is another form of hacking if you want to call it so but um, it's like you biohack yourself to figure out you know what works and Correct. Actually, not only that mood and a whole bunch of other things which you should be asking people around me, not me. <laughs> Did you see a change in Ravi? <laughs> whether it improved or not? Yeah. But I, I joke to Ravi that you become a superman after that, this. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, you need you need one yeah. superman logo with a little bug on it. Photoshop. <laughs> Lovely. So you can actually see that mood change. Yeah. You can see that the clarity in in the way that you were thinking yes. about when when you started actually taking these protocols on. Absolutely, absolutely. Fantastic. So, yeah. I wanted to ask one strange question, which is that you know people are now listening to this and saying, "All right, great. What are five things that you did that had the biggest effect on your things?" So like you said, I understood that you eliminated a few foods. Yeah. Did you add things? Did you change your eating cycles? did you do other things to the environment around you what are five things if people said i want to now improve my gut bacteria from today onwards what can they do yeah so i think another very very important element for me and i know it's so relevant now is understanding what prebiotics are okay and prebiotics are not like medication or something prebiotics is literally what you eat every day hmm. right not only does it have to nourish you it has to nourish your gut bacteria as well and so as i started 
making these changes, I started identifying foods that were good for my gut. Mm. And I started increasing the proportion of those foods in my meals to the point where I felt like, okay, this is now reaching a good point of balance. And then and of this course, was all through gut feel in what it comes? Absolutely. Through mm. gut, I mean, those tools didn't exist at that point. Correct. But yeah, completely through gut feel. And as I started making those choices, you know, I started also observing people's reactions around me. They're like, what is this that you're eating? <laughs> right? So, so what were some of the things that you added that, that you felt a difference? Like, what are some of the ingredients? So, um, I know this won't be, you know, like a blanket statement for everyone to do. I understand that. Absolutely. But just absolutely. out of curiosity. No, so for example, I can tell you what I eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. Gradually. I, I started reducing some of the grains and things that were very high in carbohydrates. I started increasing things like vegetables and lentils, which have more fiber and nutrient content. Mm. So, hot swapping some of these as I went along, I would replace one of these with another. Mm. And another. Are you a cauliflower rice fan? Are you uh, not a cauliflower rice fan? I'm more of a quinoa fan, but I do like cauliflower rice okay. a lot. All right, great. So, but quinoa is a great substitute, substitute. for a mm. lot of things. So, I brought in things like that. I started understanding nutrition values much more. Mm. And then I started looking for fibers, both soluble and in, insoluble. Insoluble are the ones that feed your gut bacteria Correct. and sort of support your system in many other ways. So insoluble means the body can't necessarily use them, but the gut bacteria uses them as food. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then, yeah, of course, as I said, I made some of these changes. And one big and really important contribution I made to my own life was how to make this look tasty. <laughs> okay. Because I had to eat it every day. Shouldn't be hospital food. (laughs) Exactly. So I started making it look so attractive that other people wanted it. And then the acceptance just went up. People started seeing me as this cool dude, you know, who eats this funky stuff. And not this crazy guy who eats like, okay, I won't even touch this food kind of stuff. Did you you see their moods going up as well? (laughs) (laughs) I've made the changes possible when they're around me at least. So, yeah, by sharing my food. By sharing food. (laughs) Yeah. Cook so, for a paltan every time you come. Absolutely. It's, it's become like that, you know. So, so, so the hot swapping, so remove the ones that were affecting you and immediately replace them with something that is probably feeding the gut bacteria. Absolutely. And like I tried to do a one for one wherever it was possible. Hmm. You know, like substituting quinoa for rice. Right. For example, quinoa flour for wheat flour. Hmm. And then seeing how it was impacting me and what started working, I started keeping. So, you know, I wanted to retain the benefits Without letting go of my experience. But does that mean that you never let go on your food? You'll never have like a binge night or pizzas and this and that? Never. Like what? Never. Not in all these years, ever. Why? Like Be- people are listening, saying that, but then what is the point of living? <laughs> what, what is the answer that you normally give when someone says that? Because I already make my food look so good. I don't want to eat anything else. So, I, in fact, I make it look better than what it would look otherwise. So you don't feel that you're actually missing out. And I think that Absolutely. is the key to any habit change, and including this yeah. when it comes to food, right? If you feel that you're missing out on something, there is no way that you're going to end up yeah. doing it. Right? You have to feel that you are better, if not at par. Right? Yeah. So you have to think about it that way. Don't yeah. don't make boiled food, hospital food as something that you want to be eating every day. Exactly, exactly. And we know in evolution, right? All the, all the females have all the colors hmm. in all the animals is because they want to attract. Correct. So if they didn't have those colors... It's the same logic here. You have to make it look attractive. Make so it, look, it is attractive. Lots you know? of colors. <laughs> yeah. That whole eat the rainbow funda yeah. works. I think it does. I think because it really nourishes your gut in ways you don't understand or don't imagine. Mm. You know, the different food groups and combination of fibers. Uh, you know, Polyphenols and all from coming from the colors as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So and the antioxidants, you know, that's an important one that also comes from foods that have 
these colors. Do antioxidants have any effect on gut bacteria? They're not necessarily related to, to each other. They definitely are. He can talk a little bit more technical about it, but I know from experience hmm. that they have many effects, including skin. If uh-huh. you eat antioxidant foods, it improves your skin. But from a gut bacteria point of view or from a... Oh yeah, doc? Both. Um, from a direct point of view, wherein free radicals that get generated inside our cell Correct. Uh, get uh, eaten away by the antioxidants. Right. And uh, there's now increasing evidence, research evidence that uh, a direct effect of antioxidants onto the gut bacteria that will finally help us. So there are two ways that it is. Is it the same mechanism that is taking place in the gut? Are we still getting rid of the... Uh, No, no, it'll be something different. So it's not an oxidative issue in the bacteria itself that this is helping with. Okay, all right. So the mechanism might be something yes. completely different. In fact, oxidation is linked to like breakdown of DNA and a lot of other functions in your gut, including gut lining and things like that. So if you try to protect that and also keep the gut bacteria intact, they have their own mechanism of making it stronger from that point. So by introducing things like that, mm-hmm. antioxidants, you can actually make protect the, the damage and let the bacteria sort of take over. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same host environment that we are talking about. So... Could be that free radicals in that environment, if you're reducing it by whichever way, Hmm. is helping us. It's helping the gut bacteria to survive. So more mechanistic studies are ongoing into this aspect. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, so tell me what you guys do in terms of testing. So I remember when I came and gave that little impromptu talk at at your event when you all were launching, lots of people messaged on Instagram saying that, listen, I didn't know we were doing this in India. Tell me how to do it. Yeah. Okay, so... Can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, somebody who's interested in understanding their gut can go about, you know, either testing or making a change in a more scientific manner? Yeah. So I'll talk about the kit. He can probably talk about the science. I'll talk about the kit and the experience. So we've we've kept the consumer in mind and we've tried to make it as convenient as possible to sort of take this test. So when somebody wants to take a test, what they will receive basically is a nice compact kit. How do they do this? They go to your website and yeah. sign up and what they, is the process? They go to our website. They sort of select what option they want. We have a few options on our website. Once we receive their order, the kit will be delivered to their home. When they want it delivered, we coordinate the whole process. When they receive the kit, all the instructions that they need to sort of take the test are there. It's a very, very convenient tool. You basically do it in the comfort of your own home. And once you collect your sample, which goes into this tiny little vial, we have a little container that you put it back into. And then you let us know when you want it picked up. So we come and pick up the kit, comes to our lab, and then uh, we start the processing. And then Dr. Gautam takes over. And and what happens once you so got once a sample? So the sample comes from this nice flow, www.microbiome.in, hmm. you can go there, uh, click for the test. And as Ravi said, once the sample comes to our lab, uh, we have a very talented group of scientists uh, in our lab at Jogeshwari West. So we first do the profiling, as I was telling in the beginning. Sequence. Everything that comes to us, our job is to first sequence anything and everything what is out there. And when we sequence a stool sample, you sequence some DNA from humans that come in because uh, human cells can come in your stool occasionally. But then a majority, and uh, when I say majority, it is close to 90, 95% is coming from bacteria. And when you break open every cell that is present in your stool sample, it's 90, 95% coming out from microbes. Now, these microbes, we first put it into a series of uh, preparatory steps that we do uh, for the sequencing. And we have a next generation sequencing facility right here in Mumbai, wherein we sequence all this bacteria, virus, fungi, archaea, 
nematodes, protozoa that exist in the stool sample. And then once we have sequenced all of this, as I was saying, there are diversity of around 500 to 1000 different kinds of microbes that exist in our stool sample. So that goes through a computation pipeline. And uh, we have built a very robust computation pipeline that can now recognize all of these 500 to 1000 different species and catalog them into a list that at this particular time, your stool sample had this, this, this species. Once we have cataloged all of this, uh, the rest is very, very important. So uh, as I always say that genetics is fascinating, uh, the human genomics is fascinating, but consumer genomics, as we call it, we understand our genome, but then can we really change it? Yes, there are scientific discoveries that are happening in the world of science that you can actually, uh, but that's that's for the very, very distant future, I would say. But in case of microbiome, what is... You're talking about like the CRISPR uh, aspects? Yeah, CRISPR aspects. Okay. So those are very, very uh, far in the future. But now with microbiome genomics, what is very fascinating is once you know the problem that you are missing so-and-so bacteria, you can like have solutions right away uh, by replenishing the gut uh, bacteria through food, probiotics, prebiotics. A slight change in oil, for example, all of uh, there are recommendations you would see oil change karna teen mahine mein and all that. And uh, that is not just vague. It is not uh, to change to sunflower oil, to groundnut oil. As to, in like during the season. Uh, in the se- yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of role of gut microbiome in that. Hmm. Because once you add a new oil, there are different bacteria that reside in your gut. Wow. And this gut bacteria is actually coming and uh, feeding on that oil. So a different profile exists if you change just oil in hmm. three months. So that is the kind of interventions that you can do once you know this bacteria. Not just through prescription probiotics, which is the ideal thing that you would do in the future, but uh, changing food, changing prebiotics, as Ravi pointed out, through those changes, you can actually change your gut microbiome. So then we have a series of... Uh, this oil one is fascinating. Yeah. Right? Like we always thought about it only as like, you know, the Ayurvedic doctors are saying these things to us, but you're actually seeing it in your yeah. results. And some people say, Kyo karna? like, does this make any sense? But but when you go deep, like there is there is science behind everything. Have you done a video on this? Have you done a blog on which oils at which time are good for you? Not yet, but it's a it's good coming. idea. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> this is like a tease then. You have to tell us which oils at what, what, what time we have to have. Okay, cool. So then uh, once we have this catalog of information um, that such and such bacteria virus exist in your body, what we do is we recommend our report comes in, which we uh, recommend that you should take uh, this food, this probiotic, this prebiotic and your overall gut health index. So that has been, um, we have arrived at a gut health index based on a lot of data, both globally and Indian data. We have measured it uh, by an algorithm that we created in our lab, wherein we have the average gut microbiome. And in our specific case, we have the average gut, Indian gut microbiome. And on top of that, anything that is positive is positive. Anything that is negative is negative. So that is what we call the gut health index. So we give the gut health index. And after all this, we do have consultations with nutritionists, dietitians, and we go to the extent of gastroenterologist consultation if somebody is suffering from IBS, IBD. So we try to help the person, whoever it is. It could be a consumer who is just curious. As you will see in our uh, one of our packages is just uh, called MyGQ, uh, it's curiosity. So one who is just interested in knowing what their uh, his or her gut looks like, we have a package for them. And we have a premium package wherein we are giving all the way hand-holding you to gastroenterologist consultation where you know your actual disease and the doctor treats you uh, for a long term. So that is the way the whole packages are designed uh, for the benefit of every every person. And so when you get a score like this, like what should the 
person think of immediately you know you give me a score yeah now what do i use that score what do i do how do i understand it as without if there's no doctor helping me what do i do with it correct we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side hello 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 it's been another great week on the ibm podcast network on the ideas project anupam talks to financial journalist govindraj atiraj about succession planning in india on smarter with sid siddharth discusses the importance of a muse in creating art on marathi khidki tund deshmukh talk about the impact of begum akhtar known as the empress of ghazals on the longest constitution priya mirza talks about electoral bonds and their unconstitutional nature and on don baika gappa aika avanti anaparna discuss about body shaming and its victims once again everybody remember we have amazing merchandise available you can go to ivmpodcast.com/store or go to our website and you'll be able to see the link do check this out do buy some stuff it really does help us out do remember follow us on social media where ivm podcast on twitter facebook instagram and linkedin also if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter please do tell a friend remember if you do tell a friend about a show and they listen to the show you'll have somebody to talk to the show about we'd really appreciate it also if you could give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on and finally do remember we're also available on youtube a number of our shows are available as full video shows but every show is available on youtube And finally we'd like to thank our sponsors this week both Lifestyle Small Case Cap Gemini and Intel V Pro. Thank you so much for making this possible. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. So yeah, we have been having very surprising responses from people wherein some people understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we give a index 0 to 10 and they understand it quite well. Some people call us and we also have a session from a gut coach. So one of our scientists works as a gut coach and uh, gut coach goes through all the report and the index uh, to explain what is it that uh, your index has become bad there are parameters we have our parameters that uh, has made your index uh, good or bad if it is good people don't worry but if it is bad <laughs> that's human it's nature like, oh, it's like whenever you do a blood test you yeah. only look for where the asterisks is are where the bold <laughs> things are like acha something's wrong there yeah. you don't celebrate all the stuff yes. that's good <laughs> so whenever uh, the index is bad uh, we go deep into the parameters that have made it bad and uh, that is the recommendation the intervention that we call it that comes at the end of the report wherein we suggest so and so food prebiotics probiotics to make it better and we always tell everyone that after at least a month or if you can afford uh, even earlier or if you can't at least in 3 months come back to us uh, get your gut microbiome tested again and see how you have improved over time so it is something that takes how long for example if i do the test and i make the changes how long does it take for me to see a difference yeah there is uh, for different things it is different for overall any change you should uh, you expect to see will take couple of weeks uh, so it's not in a day that these bacteria have to colonize hmm. so from um, couple of bacteria that you give externally it has to colonize into making these trillions that we talked about so that takes time how, that, how long 3 uh, to 4 week? weeks 3 yeah, to 4 weeks. weeks so about a month in fact i have a question for you how long does a typical habit take to set so the way that i look at it is that the whole 21 days is rubbish Okay, I've never seen anybody get a habit in twenty-one days. I've never seen a habit form in ninety days. The point is that we are so obsessed with by when the habit will form that we are now looking at that as a target. And many times, when people feel that twenty-one days hoga, they stop it. So the whole thing is, how do you evolve with your habit? I'm guessing the same thing happens with the gut as well. Like you Absolutely. constantly keep evolving with it instead of saying that now 
I've got 100 score or 10 yeah, out of 10. Yeah. You've got 10 score. Has anyone ever reached a 10 score? We haven't. We haven't seen. You think it's possible? It is possible. Yeah. yeah it is possible. It is, it's, finally, it's the parameters. Chalo, Ravi. <laughs> let's start a competition. <laughs> Who can reach 10 first? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. We should have yeah. this competition on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what I want to tell you was the bacteria are also looking for a habit, right? Yeah. If you make it a habit... Those bacteria that like that habit will hang around. Hmm. The ones who don't like it will leave. Will bounce. They'll yeah. be like out. So that's how the change happens in your gut, literally. Correct. So, so change your habits. Change your gut bacteria. Yeah. Be happy. Be strong. Love it. You know, in fact, there was something that I wanted to ask earlier on. You spoke about prebiotics. You spoke a lot about that. So what are the different kinds of this postbiotics, prebiotics, probiotics? What are the different... Prefixes to biotics. Yeah, Ravi consumes all of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, prebiotics basically are your food. Mm-hmm. You know, they're now being recognized as adding nutritional value to you and your gut both. But largely focusing, of course, on the microbes in your gut. What nourishes which microbe and what prebiotic works in what kind of situation Right? And prebiotics. So, from the test, you were telling me that eat more of this for Correct. this particular Correct. kind of bacteria, Correct. and that would yeah. all be prebiotic. Prebiotic. Things like asparagus, artichoke, these are known to be good prebiotic foods. Okay. Right? And then, of course, our algorithm matches that food with what you have in your gut Got because it. these are known to nourish certain kind of bacteria. So those are what prebiotics are. Those are literally foods that you're eating every day. And that is something that is a big part of what we want as changes in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Probiotics is specific, like, you know, you you said the sniper approach. If there's something that's missing or maybe there's a general combination that would benefit a person, that's a combination of live bacteria that are called probiotics. And uh, in the scheme of things, like, um, would you tell people to do more things like sauerkraut, kimchi, all your kafir, all of those kinds of things, or they are not as beneficial to the changing of that microbiome. So, what would be recommended for one person would be different Different. from what would be recommended. But in general, these are beneficial foods, gut beneficial foods. So, of course, don't consume all of them in one meal and expect that, you know, it's going to change and don't stop eating some of the other foods. But introducing some of these and also making it a habit and then seeing what works for you would be a very, very good way to... So, not to make sauerkraut raita with kafir and... (laughs) (laughs) Masala papad with kimchi on top. No, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. And of course, expectations have to be realistic. You can't say that I took all of this and why is my gut not improving now, you know, because you're probably leaving some other important things out. Do these bacteria, like for example, when we have sauerkraut or when we have kafir, do the bacteria survive all the way down through the stomach into the intestine or do they die by the time they reach the intestine? No, they are live. They are live. Uh, So... They don't get like... So these are our own bacteria. When There are two things that we are talking about. One is the prebiotic that Ravi says. The way it works is you consume the prebiotic. You're not consuming any live bacteria, bacteria there. Correct. You're consuming a prebiotic as the word says. So to consume that, there are class of bacteria that will come. Hmm. Right? So these are the changes that you're making. So you're giving more of a particular prebiotic so that more of that bacteria which consume this prebiotic would uh, grow. Correct. And because this is finally cell division, more of that bacteria, uh, it's all a mixture of bacteria wherein one takes over the other. It's Mm. a competition among different microbes that Mm. is happening Mm. right at the intestinal level. And probiotics are actually live bacteria that you're giving uh, inside you uh, and then uh, this could be in different uh, 
formulations uh, pharma companies have come up with different formulations of probiotics how much to give dosing etc so now these are live bacteria that get into your system and then uh, there is a wait time once you take probiotics you can't say tomorrow i'm fine these bacteria have to go inside because you cannot give enough that is uh, residing like you cannot give in trillions in one day that could have uh, harmful effects so you give enough so that your body responds well initially and give chance to this microbes to multiply colonization what we call it so inside the gut they will become from 1 to 2 2 to 4 4 to 8 and so on so that wait time is the time required for anything to act well correct the question was that if i'm having a probiotic right say i'm having either the pharma company scapropod biotic or a probiotic that came in the form of either dahi like you said earlier yeah. or anything do the bacteria die because of the stomach when you eat them or do they survive through to the intestine what is happening at that point time is there a mass murder that happens when we eat it or then the bacteria have to survive i mean uh, that's the point correct absolutely yeah, uh, if they are dead then uh, what's the point uh, yeah. so, so how do they i mean uh, ravi can add uh, the next subject exciting subject that is happening is also dead bacteria uh, right so yes. <laughs> very fascinating research is happening into the dead, dead bacteria uh, yeah hmm. what they do and the metabolites that are released from the dead bacteria they are important but that is another aspect of discussion when we talk about live bacteria these are the bacteria that have to go survive the your survive the stomach and uh, then get into the system get into the intestine and colonize themselves hmm. so uh, can i yeah. sort of yeah, Ravi, it's please. a question for you also yes, and yes. you know maybe it'll helpful the term lactobacillus acidophilus does it mean it's going to survive your acidic environment acidic environment yes so these are the so, bacteria so these bacteria have many ways to survive the insults that Uh, coming the, the different different forms the body has and if it's a resident bacteria uh, if it's not a pathogen you wouldn't see a immune response against that bacteria that's another interesting part yeah. so if you if a new bacteria like uh, you know, let's say a pathogenic bacteria comes inside like a streptococcus uh, for uh, which causes pneumonia your body would fight against it but your gut microbiome does not contain this so your body knows what is native what, what should is, be inside what, what, what is be native outside. what is alien and then the whole immune system does not play a role in um, for example lactobacillus acidophilus and ravi has pointed out the name itself is suggesting that it loves acidic environment and that's how it survives the acidic environment and gets inside colonizes and that's how they multiply and fascinating yeah dead bacteria <laughs> yes <laughs> So I'm going to talk about two things you know I'm going to talk about you asked me about postbiotics right postbiotics is literally after the bacteria and what they produce is the important stuff and basically like these bacteria have a role of function and uh, scientists have figured out that this bacteria can do these 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 things they can produce these things why don't we make them produce it you don't take the risk of taking the whole bacteria but why don't you just take the beneficial product out of it oh just the end result yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. the end result mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, the exact science around how this connects and what it does, you know, but there's definite benefits that come from just taking postbiotics. Okay. Uh the other interesting area that I came about recently was paraprobiotics. And these are basically live bacteria that have literally been killed hmm. and put into your system along with whatever they have produced. Okay. So you're not extracting out just the nutrients. The bacteria bodies are also still there. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And one thing people are scientists are recognizing is that even the shape of the surface on the cell mm. is important indicator for some function in your gut interesting 
So you need not put again an interventional bacteria, but you can actually kill it. Hmm. Still put it and get the beneficial effect. So it's really fascinating how many ways your communication channels within your gut exist. It talks to nutrients, it talks to bacteria, it talks to parts of bacteria, dead bacteria. I mean, God knows, you know, what else it's doing. Or just the, the chemicals from the bacteria, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's this wide open territory for us to explore and yeah. understand. And yeah. I love the stage that we're in because it's so exciting. Yeah. Right? We all want to know about it. We all want to feel better. And like you said, you know, like a dead bacteria can have such an effect on the way that our body yeah. Or, or this, the the signaling that takes place because of it, Absolutely. right? Because our cell, the cell walls are the communication aspect of the yeah, cell. Yeah. So it's interesting even how those are talking to. Fascinating. Yeah. Are there anything that you want to tell our listeners that we haven't covered so far in the discussion about a gut microbiome? Anything about science, Gautam? I mean, gone are the days where we just had a gut feel like, for example, gut Ravi, feel said, about our gut. <laughs> Ravi said 10 years back, there were no tools. Mm. Uh, but as a scientist, having worked in this domain for several years now, I would uh, recommend everybody to get get your gut tested. And uh, whenever there is a issue or you're just curious or uh, you want to change your lifestyle, your food, anything, first, I would say put science first. Know where you are at that moment of time, because gut bacteria is uh, dynamic. Your gut microbiome is dynamic. Today, it could be different. In 2023, uh, it'll be very different depending on your lifestyle uh, or how much drinking you did. In fact, I was going to ask you all if you all had seen a difference in the gut bacteria during the pandemic, right? Because everyone's lifestyles changed so dramatically that I'm sure there would have been yes, a difference. Yes, there are several studies and we have also done a lot of study on even like the COVID and uh, gut dysbiosis, there was a lot of talk that time that your uh, post-COVID symptoms, one of the prominent symptoms is gut, gut. gut dysbiosis. Correct. So those are there. And uh, yeah, so my first advice to whoever is listening uh, is put science first, get your microbiome tested first. So you'll know where you are. And from there, any change, if everything is fine, very good, hmm. congratulations. But then if there are areas where improvement is required, uh, we are here to help. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. If everything is fine, party, but don't drink. <laughs> Chas party. <laughs> no, and I, I just want to add that, you know, a uh, lot of people think that good gut is a product of something. My view is good gut is a habit, mm. right? You have to focus on it all the time. If you lose your focus on keeping your gut healthy, it's just going to go all over the place. You know, yeah, so, I love that. That was yeah. a damn good place. Okay, so changing your gut, making your gut good is a habit, guys. So please, please, please check out the test. Do it. See where you are right now so that you know how you've progressed and how far you can get. I know there's a lot of curiosity about this. Best of luck. Thank you, you so much. Just Thank launched. So I'm much. very excited about, you know, this whole company and the way that you all are changing the environment of our gut and how we take care of our health. Fantastic. Great. How can people reach out to you all? How can people... Try the test. What is the way to do it? The best way, as I said, uh, www.microbiome.in. Microbiome.in. Dot N. Hmm. It has simple. all the information. Very simple, simple domain. Hmm. So it has uh, all the information, how to take the test. It has guidelines on how to uh, book your test, etc. And then uh, it's all very, uh, very uh, simple there. Once you log in, you book your test and then the kit comes to your home. Correct. Comfort then, of your home. Like you said, you give the sample in. Yes, delivery boy comes, picks your sample. Across from your, India? 
currently it is launched pan india hmm. and the uh, service of delivery boy coming to your home is localized to mumbai right now but uh, very soon we will be expanding to uh, first two major metro cities and then our goal is to reach uh, global i mean not just india fantastic all right super and um, any social media handles that people yes, can reach yes, out message yeah look us up on uh, at microbiome.in on instagram okay and also follow us microbiome.in on linkedin linkedin facebook yeah. facebook yeah all, yeah, all right. social media everywhere everywhere Absolutely. fantastic youtube YouTube, YouTube, yes. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if you are not doing the oil wala video on YouTube, I'm going to like. Have a you're, you're gonna, you're gonna tell us tail in a job. Thank you guys for coming. It was absolutely a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you, thank, thank you, Ethan, for having us. Thank yeah. you so much. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter and Instagram. We have a brand new habit coaching online course, quizzes, videos, and a lot more on the website awesome180.com. So check it out now. Have you ever wondered where the business world is headed? How the ways in which we create, market, and sell to consumers will evolve, or if we'll ever go back to wearing pants while working? For answers to all of this and more, tune into Advertising is Dead with me, Varun Dugirala. Every Tuesday, as I talk to entrepreneurs, leaders, and change makers from across business, media, marketing, and beyond, you can catch all episodes of Advertising is Dead on the IBM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. जिस तरीके से हमारे माँ बाप ने अपने करियर की सीढ़ियाँ चढ़ी थी वैसे आज के जमाने में तो पॉसिबल है ही नहीं गुरु क्योंकि हमारा जमाना इतना कॉम्प्लिकेटेड है आज क्या नहीं है कंपटीशन है सोशल मीडिया है इतना इन्फॉर्मेशन ओवरलोड है कि करियर का टेंशन ज्यादा होता है उस पर काम कम टेंशन लेने से कोई फायदा तो है नहीं क्या करते हैं ठंडे दिमाग से सुनते हैं प्रोबेशन से प्रमोशन तक पॉडकास्ट को हर सोमवार जहाँ पे सिर्फ प्रैक्टिकल बातें होती है आपके करियर की और कौन करता है वो मैं आपका होस्ट अभिनव त्रिवेदी ये पॉडकास्ट आप सुन सकते हैं आई पॉडकास्ट की वेबसाइट ऐप या फिर किसी भी अन्य पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म पर